And as I said, on Mondays, usually at this time, we check in live on the telephone with R.W. Estella. Here he is this morning. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. One of the latest books I've picked from possibly one of my favorite Garden of Delights, the new arrivals room at the Bangor Public Library, is literary critic John Freeman's 1999 venture into the world of electronic communication entitled The Tyranny of Email, The 4,000-Year Journey to Your Inbox. Freeman chose as a beginning epigraph to his book a quote from Mahatma Gandhi, which reads, No man can be turned into a permanent machine. Immediately, the dead weight of authority is lifted from his head. He begins to function normally. I liked a lot of what I read in Freeman's book, the way he opened his topic historically by reaching back into the ancient days of cuneiform, those clay tablets marked by script that appears as so many little tracks of tiny bird feet. I appreciated the way that Freeman, once he had taken us with him on a journey through the millennia of various forms of writing, which were the precursors of today's email, ended his book with some helpful directives, ten of them to be exact, in the concluding chapter called Don't Send, wherein he advises that the best way to start extricating oneself from receiving dozens of emails every day is to simply not send any. But the thing I kept coming back to was not Freeman's words, but those he had used from Gandhi just after the title page. No man can be turned into a permanent machine. Immediately the dead weight of authority is lifted from his head. He begins to function normally. And I thought about one of the major local news stories the past week, namely the announcement by Bumblebee Foods that it would be closing its sardine cannery in Prospect Harbor, putting about 130 people out of work. Many folks knew, and many didn't, that the cannery in Prospect Harbor was the last of dozens of canneries that once were productive along the coast of Maine, beginning with the first one opened in Eastport by New York City businessmen in 1876. And similar to the employment offered by other dominant industries in Maine, such as in the shoe factories, the textile mills, and the poultry houses, all industries that no longer function as major employers in Maine, the sardine industry was of the sort that, as Gandhi mentions, came close to turning the men and women employed by it into permanent machines. Yet too often we do not clearly see the other half of Gandhi's thought borne out in the aftermath of those industries closing. He tells us that immediately the dead weight of authority is lifted from his head, he begins to function normally, meaning the worker. More often than not, however, the laid-off worker ironically longs for the day to be put back into harness, and the communities where these industries have done business for so many years lament the departure of those businesses and face the future with fear. Still, something we all have learned in one way or another is that frequently when one door closes, another opens. And it is fitting that Eastport, the same community where the sardine industry in Maine began more than 130 years ago, is now the community where tidal power may finally become a reality and create a number of jobs almost equal to the number of jobs about to be lost in prospect. Stay tuned for more on this in future editions of A Word in Edgewise. From Arno, Maine, have a great day.